Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. This country, Whitney Houston's version of it, uh, will always be remembered. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Get over to Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. Order the product. That's all I can say. Just order it. What are you waiting for? Get healthy. With everything that's coming, you're going to need your vitamins, and we need you healthy. Go to balanceofnature.com, add it into your diet, stop pussyfooting around, and just get it ordered. Go to balanceofnature.com. I know I'm on one today, but I don't really care. Um, balanceofnature.com, code word Kate, 35% off and free shipping. What else do you need? <laughs> just get the supplement that'll make you healthy. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, what I find laughable right now is that all these employers need workers. They're dying to get anybody. Right. They're raising wages. You're right. Well, maybe if they all didn't have to wear a mask, yeah. you might get people working for you, and they Absolutely. wouldn't want $20 an hour because you would have to pay me at least 30 Absolutely, to, wear a mask to muzzle people. It's un-American. I don't know why employers are doing this. They obviously don't believe in their own vaccine, or they wouldn't do it. But you know what? Go up to an employee with a mask on. Tell them you're grateful they didn't take it. Then march right over to that manager and give them a piece of your mind. Tell them what you think about this very un-American thing. Thank you for the call. I love it. You know what? We are ruining our country, and it's because of stuff like that. Stuff like that. I want to play a story for you. I love this story. This is actually from a pastor, Dudley Rutherford. He tells you about the true story behind the Star-Spangled Banner. Listen to this. I love this. Here we go. Have you ever gone to an athletic event and as someone was singing the national anthem, the people around you were not even paying attention? They didn't have their hand over their heart. They hadn't removed a hat from their head. Perhaps they were chatting with a friend and not even looking at the flag, just disengaged and disconnected. In a sense, by their casualness, they weren't just disrespecting the national anthem, 
They were disrespecting the men and women in the armed forces who have valiantly served our country. Those who've bled and died defending the freedoms of our nation. It is my belief that if you knew, if you only knew the story behind the Star Spangled Banner, it would cause you to stand at attention, almost like a soldier yourself, with reverence and gratitude. You would sing the anthem with all of your heart, and in so doing, you would be telling the world how grateful you are to live in the greatest nation in the world, the United States of America. Let me tell you the story behind the Star Spangled Banner. There was a young lawyer by the name of Francis Scott Key who lived in Baltimore, Maryland in the early 1800s. At the time, our nation was engaged in vicious conflict with Britain. After the Revolutionary War, the British had suffered a humiliating defeat at the hands of the United States, and up until 1814, they had been on the defensive. But in August 1814, determined not to be embarrassed again, the British saw their opportunity to get on the offensive. They exacted their revenge by capturing our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., chasing President Madison and his wife from the city and burning many of our government buildings. Then the British headed to Baltimore, the nation's third most populated city, to attack a fort called Fort McHenry. Along the way, Britain had accumulated prisoners, and we know that some of the prisoners had been placed aboard those British warships. One of the prisoners was a man named Dr. William Beans. Dr. Beans had many prominent friends and neighbors who enlisted the services of one Francis Scott Key to negotiate with the British for his release. Francis Scott Key agreed and arranged to have Colonel John Skinner, American agent for prisoner exchange, accompany him. On the appointed day, the men rowed out in a little boat and boarded a British ship to secure the release of Dr. Beans. After nearly a week of negotiations, they were successful. That's the good news. The bad news is that the British decided that they were first going to attack Fort McHenry and that they wouldn't release any prisoner until after the fort had been destroyed. You see, Fort McHenry was a strategically located military base, which was defended by a thousand men. It stood on the end of a peninsula guarding the city of Baltimore, and the British knew that the defeat of Fort McHenry and its thousand men would serve as another demoralizing event for the Americans. So the plan of the British war fleet, which included some 16 to 19 warships, was to mercilessly fire their superior weapons and completely annihilate Fort McHenry. Then the British could send in its lighter ships up into the harbor and begin to bombard the rest of Baltimore. This is a critical moment in the history of our young nation. For even though we had become a sovereign nation in 1776, the United States was still fighting for total independence from the British due to Britain's interference in our expansion, trade, and other freedoms. On September 13, 1814, as morning dawned and as the haze hung over the ocean, the British war fleet was unleashed. Boom, 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 boom. For one hour, two hours, five hours, 10 hours, 
Boom, boom, the guns raged. The sound must have been deafening. Boom, 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 for 12 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours, for 24 hours. The British war fleet pounded Fort McHenry relentlessly with no relief in sight. The Americans inside Fort McHenry were unable to respond because their guns were not as powerful as the British artillery. Witnessing the bombardment, it must have looked like a spectacular fireworks display. Francis Scott Key, he paced the ship all night long back and forth. At times he could see the American flag in the illuminated red glare of each bomb. No doubt if he had seen a white flag waving, he would have known that the Americans were surrendering. But as long as he could see the red, white, and blue flag waving, he knew that the men inside that fort were not giving up. Don't you believe that there had to be some prisoners on board some of those warships who were wondering, is the flag still there? Is the flag still there? Is the flag still there? Because you see, that flag stood for the United States of America. It was that flag that stood for the freedoms that our nation cherishes today. It was that flag that stood for the men and women who died to give us our independence. Well, after more than 24 hours of constant bombardment, finally there was silence. And as morning dawned on September 14, 1814, when the heavy mist and the smoke from the gunfire had lifted, there, standing proudly, flying high above the rampart, blowing back and forth in the wind, was the huge 30-foot by 42-foot American flag. Major George Armistead, the commander of Fort McHenry, had commissioned a widow to make this flag. He wanted it to be so large that the British wouldn't have any trouble seeing it from the distance, waving proudly. Miraculously, the damage to the fort was minimal. Of the 1,000 soldiers, four were killed. The United States did not yield, and the British eventually withdrew from the Baltimore Harbor, deeming the battle to be too costly. The tide of the war was reversed. There at the Battle of Fort McHenry, just a few months later, a peace treaty was signed between the United States and Britain. It was upon the release of the prisoners that Francis Scott Key made his way back into Baltimore. And after such a dramatic and emotional occasion, the young lawyer was inspired to pen the following words. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. It is my prayer that whenever we see the flag which represents the United States of America, and whenever we hear the words of the star-spangled banner as it is sung, that we would stand in reverence for the miraculous events of that night in 1814 to honor the courageous men and women who have fought to keep our flag waving. May we always stand 
May we always remove our hats. May we always place our hand over our hearts. And may we always sing with all of our heart as we give honor and respect to the flag and to those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for this great nation of ours, the United States of America. Oh, I love Dudley Rutherford. Thank you for that. What a mm. beautiful thing. You know, the, 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 the night that that happened, right? We have the flag. We had the battle. We had the turn of events. We also had the crossing of the Delaware. We had all kinds of miracles from God. Not once did I ever think we would take out the flag that represented all of that. It doesn't represent what we're doing today, but it represents all of that that he just spoke about. Never once did anyone from that generation ever think we would take out that flag to replace it with an LGBT flag. Not once. Can you even imagine? You know, I'll tell you something. Uh, when I die, God will not have any question to what I stood for. I am against killing babies. I am against cancel culture bullying. I am against NSA spying. I am against anything that has to do with sin. I am against all that. Can you imagine after the miracles that gave us America, the God miracles that gave us America? Can you even imagine planning a flag that's contrary to God after God delivered this liberty? We couldn't have won that battle on our own. We weren't that strong. We weren't that big. And we couldn't have done it without that aid from him. Why would I then go and fly a flag that was contrary to God? Why would I do that? What are people thinking? When I meet my maker, I don't want him to have any doubt to what I stand for. If I'm ever so wussy and, and lack so much courage that I can't stand for it in this life... If I die and I have to go to God and explain where I stand, something is wrong. I stand for liberty, do you? I stand for this country, do you? I stand for the commandments, do you? I stand for God, do you? Is he going to have any doubt when you die what you stood for? Well, I flew an LGBT flag, I was trying to be nice. What? You have to explain that? You're going to have to explain it. Because he requires us to have a backbone. He gave us a gift of liberty. When we all eat hot dogs and hamburgers and watch those beautiful fireworks explode. Is he going to have any idea what you stand for? Is he going to have any idea you're appreciative of that gift? I don't mean to be mean or bold here in that way, but stand for something, please. Don't be so mealy a mouth and so wussy that you're willing to fall for everything the world tells you to do and not have a single backbone to have never spoken out. I can't imagine meeting God someday and go, well, if I would have spoken out, it would have been unkind. Good grief. Who are you? Are you an American or are you not? Be American. Please. Please. We'll be right back. Kate Daly Show continues. We have so much more in the next hour. I know I'm fired up. I just, I get around Independence Day and I think, wake up, America. Wake up. We're losing our country. And I don't want to let this happen. I love it too much. 
We'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com for all the stuff I just played on the show.